0: Right. welcome back to 32 fans in 32 days. We have one of our hosts here. At this point, it's not even co hosts It's just me. Chester is my the editor of this podcast and I am like the guy who talks to the people on the show. I don't I don't like it, he's abandoned the show for the entire month of August. I don't think we've done any real pod, like maybe one or two ever podcasts apart before. I don't know why Chester like needs to spend time with his family and at his job, but he's he's completely ignoring you guys, the 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 fan. What would the listeners be called? Like the fanatics or something. I at this point, it's just me. I'll send him this. I also I want to mess up as many times as possible, ideally on this podcast, so he can at least get some busy work editing. Because usually, I just send him like a perfect file, like everything we said was great, it was correct it was 35 minutes and like you don't even have to edit it just put people should also know like when i pick a song it's like a good one and then when i don't send him which i haven't been recently like he'll like if you see a lame song at the end of this podcast it's it's
1: chester picking it Well, if it's before before 1990 you know it's definitely i chester.
0: didn't introduce you yet why are you talking <laughs> yeah if it's before um if it's before from before uh it's from the 90s it's probably chester Anyway, let me introduce my guest. I, he's been on this podcast at least once before. Uh, New York Giants fan, Stan, uh, Yoni Wiesel. Hey, what's going how on? How are you doing, Yoni?
1: I am good. Thanks for having me.
0: You People should hear how bad you sounded like two minutes ago. I thought we were going to do this podcast and like we we're going to bury it at the end of another show because your audio was like truly under the sea and now, uh, now you sound totally good and I think this is going to
1: work. Yeah, that's... Um Probably a microcosm of my life. I hope it stays that way. Um, but wait, so the
0: microcosm of your life is like people think you're bad, and then they get like a second chance, and you're good. I, I want to so say you're something like, complimenting like that. Yeah, yourself. I
1: really don't make uh, a good first impression. The first time hey, I was on your impression. podcast, actually, back in the day, back in the uh, Ari Gold days.
0: The Ari Gold days. Yeah, yeah I think you literally don't edited don't out. Those.
1: You literally edited out half my podcast. I made some crazy off-color comparison between. Oh, boy. I don't know
0: what. Well, it was a different time. It was a different ex- exactly, time. Exactly, exactly. Everyone's
1: much more woke no, now. No one even knew what woke was that, then. That's a fact. That's a fact. Well, you guys mm-hmm. knew it. You guys were woke enough to know to cut. You needed to cut out half of my thing from I was back, Listen, so. I
0: was born woke, that's but a lot of these right. people were were new new to the game. <laughs> right.
1: But either way, I'm happy to be back. Um, and happy to yeah. be, talk about a team that's probably controversial, I would guess, from... Uh, Everything I've seen to Pretty this point. Controversial. Just, I don't know if they're...
0: I, I don't even know what people think about the Giants. I feel like they're not get Other than people are excited for Saquon, I don't know what the sort of like national conversation is about the Giants because they're not really getting a lot of buzz one way or the other right, right. now. Well,
1: I've heard you say that you th- you think more highly of them than you would expect other people to do. So I figured that was... You know, I may come in on the other end of that, so that's part of uh, why I assumed it was oh, controversial. So,
0: okay, I mean, all right. So let, let, let me take you back to <clears> the draft, <throat> and let's let's start there.
1: Yeah, I actually, go back
0: to the McAdoo days. Actually, but I, I want to hear your opinion on 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 Saquon Barkley and 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 everything that went down. Right.
1: So actually, you probably need to go back to the beginning of free agency to really get this. Oh, okay. Um, and the Giants made a very Giants decision on like the first day of free agency, which you used to think that like. Jerry Reese was the one making these awful free agency decisions like right when they start going out and like loading up on like JT Thomas and uh you know that returner who used to be on the Cowboys um whose name slipped my mind just now um you know going out the first day of free agency and getting you know minimum guys for like three million dollars and a year and 10 million guaranteed so the hope was we were past that and then Gettleman comes in and he Basically does the same thing by going out and signing Jonathan Stewart for a contract that made no sense to anybody at the time. Comments have come out since that somehow they think that he's like rejuvenated somehow on some level. I, I I don't know, but they think he still can be his old self, which again, his his old self was never even that good, but somehow 10 years into his career, they think that he's going to be worth, you know, three plus million dollars a year. So that's really the first thing that you need to know when uh, when talking about the draft pick and how awful it truly was. Um, mm-hmm. But so that was the first thing, and um, they also brought in Shermer instead of uh, McAdoo. And when they cho- when they actually when they chose Shermer as opposed to some of the other options that were out there, you know whether it was um, uh, uh, the guy who ended up with the Lions from uh, Patricia or uh, some of the other more defensive minded people. Um, my thought was, well, obviously they're going to bring in. Uh, a, a QB guru or someone who's considered that. Um, and then they're going to draft the quarterback because why else would you bring in, you know, a Pat Shermer, if you're not going to give him his guy so that he can develop his guy. So all that is leading up to, uh, the night of the draft. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, there's no way they're going to be stupid enough to actually spend the second overall pick on a, on a running back. And as everyone knows at this point, of course, that, that is what they did. Um, in my mind, they had a number of different options at that point. They either could have, you know, traded down if they knew that, that uh, they weren't going to take a quarterback. If that's what they're in fact saying is that there wasn't a quarterback worthy of that pick in, in this draft, then, okay, you trade down a lot. They, they didn't have to trade down too far. They probably could have gone down to five to six, you know. Um, you just get something. But uh, without doing that and, um, you know, ultimately taking a running back um, – it's a pretty, I don't know, as you can tell by uh, my comments at this point, it's quite puzzling. Yeah, I
0: mean, of course, as a Jets fan with the third pick, I'm I'm sitting there rooting for you to pick anyone. You know, I, I, my, my dream would have been Josh Allen, but pick your running back to give us a choice between uh, the QBs. I want the Darnold at three. I think I probably would have preferred Mayfield over Darnold. If given the choice, but I'm happy with, with Darnold. But I, I, my, my main goal as a fan was not to pick Josh Allen. So if the Giants had done that, that would have been a delight. I would have much rather, even though I was like leading on this podcast, like the anti-Saquon Brigade, like I, I would have much rather picked Saquon than Josh Allen because Saquon Barkley is probably a very good running back. Yes, he's a running back and that's an insane value. But, like, at least he's not a quarterback who stinks, like Josh Allen.
1: Right, right. And um, personally, I didn't even want Darnold. I was on the Josh Rosen train. I thought that Rosen is the best pure thrower in this draft. You know? I mean, you could certainly still be right. Yeah.
0: Like, uh, you know, Rosen looks the least likely, maybe fourth out of five, just because Bradford could get hurt in a minute. But of the, of the five guys to play, it looks like Darnold and maybe Allen will be starting. Right and uh, May- Mayfield uh, has looked very good, but is going to be the backup. Rosen, it seems to be, you know, entrenched behind Bradford, and Lamar Jackson does- didn't appear to really be given a chance to uh, to play over Flacco, although he did beat out RG3, for what that's worth. Yeah, for right. Backup
1: job. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, so it's—the it, the troubling thing wasn't that you picked Barkley, I think. The troubling thing was what Gettleman, the GM— Basically said and mocking the reporters afterwards, right, right? and basically saying, like, numbers are stupid. There there
1: was so much about it that, right, Gettleman's performance that night, uh, beyond anything else, was even more troubling. On top of, I mean, you knew after, with the decision he made, he already was not, uh, you know, thinking like most other people, Uh, most of the more forward-thinking, you know, analytic-driven people – uh, we're thinking, but then to go it afterwards and, and pull that real, you know, that old school fake typing on the keyboard, like you know, you guys think you know something, you know, beep bop boop bop wh- whatever, you know, uh, nerd, uh, you know, trope you want to do, like it was just, it was just such a joke, and and you know, everything about this, even you know, the, there are so many levels that this pick didn't make sense on, um, you know, beyond the construction of the roster and and running, when you talk about running back value, taking one that high, you know, it's not just that you can find running backs later and all that stuff. It's, do you realize that Saquon Barkley is immediately like the fourth highest paid running back in the NFL? He's not taken one snap in his career. And he is one of the top paid players at his position in the whole league. Like that's like old school paying Bradford and Stafford before they ever pay before they ever played a the whole point yes. of the change in, right
0: before the rookie contracts right. got got you know put under control. It's a great point. I think, I, I I you know I think first of all there's all Saquon Barkley would have to be like Le'Veon Bell to get another contract near the size he just got this one. Right. Like I hope he doesn't spend this one because this is the forever contract he just got. Right. Exactly. Running backs don't get paid like that unless it's by accident, which is basically what happens when you get picked second as a running back right. in the draft. or
1: if you're Jarek McKinnon or something silly like that.
0: Yeah, right. Or you could go to the Dominers right. and just tell them you're a fullback and right. they'll pay you. But uh, other than that, it doesn't really work out. It's a great point. Uh, it's one of the, and, and it works the other way also. Like having a quarterback under the rookie scale. Now everyone's realizing, like, oh, that's the way to do it. Like the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, right. the 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 Ravens. You know, Flacco doesn't get paid till like literally like the day after the Super Bowl. Basically, he's like, pay me. That you know, th- these guys are 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 winning the title under rookie contracts because you can afford to pay a left tackle and a, and a number one corner and a number one receiver if you could find one. I mean, you guys—you guys have a number one receiver, but you don't have. uh, You just had to pay a left tackle. So, like at a certain point, and we could talk about this when we get into the actual team. Like a lot of people are getting paid, so I am curious. Like, are you about to enter salary cap hell? Like, how is this going to work? Because you're paying quarterback, you're paying a left tackle more than anybody, and then it's fitting that we're talking today because you just paid the wide receiver. He's already spent all of that money, but it's still (laughs) in, in the last hour. But it still counts. Against the cap for the next five years, like, as an average. That money's gone. Right, yeah. Odell Beckham, where, like, I would love to be, like, a nice store nearest wherever Odell signed that contract. Because, like, I'm sure he bought Sterling Shepard, like, six figures worth of whatever Sterling Shepard likes today. And anyone else he was, like, partying with, like... If they were going to – they should at least make a show out of it because – Yeah, well, it, did you see the you video know, that he uh, – that Roger yeah, it was great. posted? It was great. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they make content out of it, at least they could sort of monetize it. That's possibly. true. Yeah, who Turn knows? into like a mini reality show. Yeah,
1: yeah that's a really, really interesting point. That's uh, – yeah, people would watch would, that. No doubt. I would
0: love to be like a club inviting Odell Beckham yeah. tonight. Right. I think it would be uh, – it would work. Um I, But I also like the idea like to be uh sincere for a second like – these uh and uh, you know professional athletes sign these life changing contracts, like money that we can't even dream about. Uh So it's cool to see that they're like super stoked about, it yeah. and not like oh uh, yeah, it's like I do truth. like that. They're like yeah. holy cow, I have like generational wealth.
1: Yeah, there's something that, very know, real to, about to... Odell Beckham, right? Yeah. And as you said, that generational wealth that may be spent tomorrow, but. Um, oh yeah,
0: Gener- the generation <laughs> may be from today till tomorrow. The, right. You know, I don't know. It might be one like he might just buy one yacht and then go on it in every bye week. I mean, right. we're not sure,
1: right? So um, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. There is something extremely authentic about Beckham. Other than the fact that he is obviously a generational talent, um, you know, it's it's very well deserved, and I'm I'm thrilled that they paid him. Um, you know, like you said, they will they be entering salary cap hell? I don't know. Only because Manning is making more than him, basically, well, probably the same amount as him at this point. And he's going to be, please God, off the books uh, sometime very soon. And they'll pl- replace him with, uh, you know, probably some lower paid, whether it's someone on the roster or someone they draft next year. But eventually they will get to that point where they are going to be paying a quarterback very little. You know, I don't think they're going to go the Sam Bradford route of, uh, you know, tr- literally trading for Sam Bradford like every other team does. Um, mm-hmm. So I would imagine that
0: And he's not cheap either, he's making twenty million dollars. Oh no,
1: exactly that's what I'm saying. So I don't think they're gonna go trade for a twenty million dollar year guy or sign a twenty million dollar year guy. I think they'll probably start from scratch. What at this what point. if
0: you keep Eli but pay him the veteran
1: minimum? Um, <laughs> that that. I mean at least he'll be only overpaid by a little bit then. So that's worth something, yeah. right? No, I
0: don't – I think I think Eli is uh, – I don't think it, it works the other way. I don't think you could ever pay him less than he's making no. now. Yeah, that's the that sad point. thing
1: about all this is that, yeah, no, it doesn't It doesn't really – and Sam Bradford is, is the perfect example. What's Eli's contract? Um, I think he has like one more year of guarantees after this one. I don't know what the exact – he's he's not making that much right now compared to other quarterbacks. Okay. It's probably around 20, a little over 20 maybe. That would be my guess. I don't have it uh, offhand.
0: You know, there's not a lot of int- – like, we could talk about Eli all day, but, w- you know, this podcast has discussed Eli ad nauseum. There's not a lot of great analysis, we could say, about Odell – I'm I'm a pretty big Sterling Shepard guy. I think he's going to be a really big number two. I think he's definitely being undervalued in fantasy. Even – people are afraid, like, oh, well, there's four options. Well, first of all, Evan Engram Murray has a concussion. And and second of all, like, they pass the ball a lot. Like, it's, yeah. look at Sterling Shepard when he was healthy. He gets a lot of targets. Well, he gets the ball thrown to him like even when Odell's there.
1: But they didn't draft, you know um, – Saquon, second overall, to, you know, ignore him. So, uh. Of course it's, not. It's no, hard but to I say. think
0: there's enough. It's not like they have a superstar third receiver either. I think there's enough for those four guys to really spread it around. Um, you might have a game where, where they, they are quiet, but I think cumulatively over the season, all four oh. of those guys, if they're healthy, will, uh. Will put up big numbers. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I even think Eli Eli is is being slept on a tiny bit in fantasy league as, as gross as to say, because I do think, especially if you're not in a Chester league where it's minus three for an interception. Of course, you of know course, where yeah. where where the well. The, I, I'm in a league where it's minus one. Like, who cares if Eli throws a pick? I there? think That's, we uh, don't know
1: that it's going to be minus three for an interception yet. I think doesn't Chester have to recalculate, recalibrate all the stats from the last ten years to decide what the actual number is going to be?
0: He's very. It's like his. It's his like main philosophy in life is that interception. Yes. Uh in when we started the league of leagues like I went over the rules with him and I fixed the rules and then I noticed the next day that like I we had switched minus 3 he had switched minus 2 to minus 3 and I'm like, "Well, we didn't agree on that." He's like, "Yeah, but it has to be." And I put it to vote and it was like 9-1 against him. And he, like, he almost wanted to quit the league because we, we only put, give out minus two for
1: Oh, now I want to guess him. I would have, against him, I would have still guessed it, ended up being minus three. So you're saying it didn't Oh,
0: have. yeah, no, I, it might be. By the way, he might have, like, put in a code in the thing. But, like, we might think that it's minus two. But actually on ESPN, like, he, he, he also, a lot of times, like, he was so mad at ESPN, he, he created, this is not a joke. He created uh, a league on Yahoo with everyone's teams just so he could follow it on Yahoo uh, better than ESPN because he detests ESPN. Um, that's a real thing that happened. And um, he also has charts for, like, what if this trade hadn't been made? Like, here are the actual league standings. Right. Amazingly, he Russell Westbrook for, like, a bag of balls. Uh, no offense, Morty, who's definitely listening because he's a Giants fan and traded in the bag of balls. Like, amazingly, he never made a chart for that. Like, his ab- absolute, like, trade robbery that, he, like, I reported him to the FBI on, on Twitter for, and he should have been arrested. Like, he never made a chart for... Um, for 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 like what would have happened in the league had he not traded Russell Westbrook because he wouldn't have won the NBA league. All right, nobody cares. I, the question I wanted to ask you about the offense is about the O line. Right, Eric Fl- Eric Flowers, you know, creates a lot of headlines for a, for like a, an anonymous right tackle, uh, and then the left tackle is Nate Solder. Who, I mean, the Patriots don't pay. Like, I, I'm always nervous when the other team doesn't want to pay a guy, but if it's the Patriots, it's different, right? Like. If it seems like well we could live without that person, it makes me scared. But one, you gave Nate Solder so much money, right. and two, like the Patriots are known for like all right this is our price we're not going past it. So, but Nate Solder was it's not like Nate Solder was like the best left tackle in football even though he's being paid like it. So talk to me about your thoughts on the O line. You draft Will Hernandez. You have a couple sort of anonymous guys in Jalapio Omama. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. But then you have you have the you have the, the high price left tackle and sort
1: of the. The uh, the Eric Flower situation. Talked about right. the O line. So interestingly, the Giants actually traded their starting center from last year just over the weekend. Um, I guess that was Brett Jones. They traded him to the Vikings. I don't know if mm-hmm. that was some sort of a, a Shermer compensation thing. Just we're going to trade away a decent O line when alignment when we have haven't had any for years. Um, I don't know if he's shown so little in practice that that was worthwhile, but I think they do want to start Jalapio in the middle and they think John Greco is going to be a good enough backup. Um, so I guess they didn't need, um, they didn't feel like they needed Jones, but basically the the thing with Solder is, um, the thing with Flacco, who we discussed earlier for a minute, uh, whose name came up. It's, it's when a commodity comes to free agency at, you know, within his prime Mm-hmm. that's a very, very rare situation. And that person is, is just going to get paid. And that's, that's what happens. And, you know, you just don't get left tackles that become available like that. And, um, that's what happened. Um, I mean, going to the off season, it seemed like the Giants number one target was, uh, the guard, Noel, who, uh, signed in Jacksonville at the end, who was coming from yeah. Carolina, uh, and he yeah. became the highest paid guard in the league. And, uh, and then Solder immediately became the highest-paid tackle in the league.
0: Yeah, it's so. weird. Certain positions, like, there's, like, 100 good safeties. Right. And we don't even need 100 good safeties. But there's not 5 times 32, you know, there's 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 not one hundred sixty, o um, uh, O-linemen that are competent. And so, when, when especially at the premium positions, like center and left tackle and right tackle, like, it, it, when one of these guys becomes available, like, there's never really a year where it's like, oh, these guys didn't get paid. They always get paid, right? Exactly. Aren't enough good old lineman,
1: right? The only situation, if you think about, like, was it last year where Whitworth became a free agent and uh, and the Rams got him? Um, yeah. Which there's sort of an irony to that also because that's the guy the Giants should have been going for last year instead of. Yeah. I don't even know. Don't even remember what awful thing they spent their money on last year when they should have been spending it on him. Maybe it was paying up JPP. Yeah, it was probably it. They probably instead of paying mm-hmm. JPP, if they who they. Traded this off season after one year, instead of doing something silly like that, if they were just given the money to Whitworth last year, less money, of course, than Solder's getting now, and not only would last year probably have turned out differently, but you know they wouldn't have to go so far above and beyond in paying Solder now, um, and they could have used that money for something more reasonable. Like this is the thing with franchises when they're in a funk. Um, Mm -hmm. where one mistake, you know, turns into another, turns into another. You're you're constantly trying to dig yourself out from the original mistake. And that kind of seems like the situation the Giants have been in for, like, I don't know, four or five years at this point. It's
0: very hard. And you're a Mets fan, Yoni. And so you're you're a Mets-Giants guy, right? And yes. And number one, that means you have, like, two teams that don't believe in statistics past 1977. Yeah. Like, two, two teams that, that do not believe in sabermetrics. I don't know if you know about my, my sports intersectionality theory also, where you're not allowed to be Mets-Giants or, or uh, Jets-Yankees anymore. Uh, it's, it's over. The, the struggle of the Mets is the same as the stru- struggle of the Jets, and, and you can't appreciate it. If yeah, you, I, you know, it actually is Stanford kind of Jets. rare. The Anyway... I'm,
1: uh, yeah, Met, Mets Jets is definitely more common. I think there's like that Long Island connection where the Jets practiced in Long Island and the Mets played in Long Island when we were growing up. So people from Long Island mm-hmm. generally became Mets Jets people. But there was um, also a
0: lot of Queens. Uh, there was a lot of Queens Jets fans because they played in the old school ones. The first day they played in Chase Stadium. Yeah,
1: that was for like what two years, four years. Like that was a you know, yeah. But that's, that's what, probably, But that's when
0: they started. They were you know they were playing Queens. That's why my grandfather and my father and, and ultimately I root for root for the Jets. Um right. I wanna t I want to talk about the defense, Yoni. So the pass rush is considered yeah, oh, sorry, not great. if I could just go
1: sorry, if I could just go back to the O line yeah. for a second. Um go back so, to the O line. Yeah. And talk yeah, about Will
0: Hernandez. You. Give me give me your intake your yeah. sort of like quick take about Will Hernandez also. Oh so there's a
1: lot of excitement around him. You know, he's a mauler. He's everyone talked about gentleman likes his quote unquote hog mollies and uh just one of those those road grading uh guards. Um and uh supposedly this is one of those guys just mean streak, like it. Everyone talks about him like he's exactly what you want out of that position. If that's really the case, I'm not really sure why so many teams passed up on him at the end of the first round. But I, you know, from everything I've heard, I'm thrilled that he's on the Giants. I'm sure this year will probably be somewhat of a learning curve for him, but um, he'll, uh, you know, but probably by next year he'll be up to speed. Um, I think the the offensive line this year is is going to be bad, just like it was last year, you know, um, and the year before that, and.
0: But at least, like, t- most teams that have battle lines have decided, like, not to put any resources into it. But you guys have put so many resources. You know, Eric oh. Flowers, the number one pick. And they always have. That's the thing. Right. You know, before You're, you that. You pick a guard just... in the second round. That's a first round pick, essentially, you know, because guards don't, are rarely in the first round. Right, but
1: this has always been going on, you know, before. Who just left the Giants? They just lost Justin Pugh, who was a first-round pick. They just lost um, yeah. Weston Richburg, who was a second-round pick. Interior line, same idea, like you were saying. Like, they've been investing draft capital, you know, up there for a long time even if they weren't going to spend actual actual free agent money on it and it's been a complete disaster and um you know that's the thing about last year everyone talks about how ben mcadoo was a joke you know their offense was so predictable like you know all that stuff i'm sure is true but the reality is their offensive line was terrible and they didn't have beckham and they had no running game so like you know what was what was really going to happen and and did they make any changes that are really going to going to fix that. I mean, I get of course bringing in Shermer is supposed to be very good with, you know, working with offensive lines that aren't great. Minnesota's wasn't supposed to be too great last year or the year before, although they did sign some higher profile guys like Riley Reef in the last couple of years. So, you know, the uh-huh. hope is that a, that a coach can can make a difference there, but the reality is these guys are bad. Eli has no mobility, and even if the left side of the line, which is Will Hernandez and, and Nate Solder, is good, you know, you still have Eric Flowers on the right. You have Patrick Omame, who's on his I think fourth team in five years, um, and John Halapio, the center. I you know, another guy who's bounced around a bit. Like um, you know, you can't offensive line is one of those things that's at times you know, you know, if you have more than one weak link, the whole thing's really going to fall apart. So I don't really see how. Um, the situations gonna be much different, you know, but the you know uh, hopefully Shermer can do something with that. and uh, then you know that'll prove whether or not Gettleman actually knew what he was doing with it with all of this stuff. So but for now, I'm actually that's the reason that I'm so unconfident is that their offensive line is just dreadful and there's no reason to think it's gonna be much better. Yeah, yeah adding... I
0: will say though a lot of a lot of uh, fans of Cohen said the same thing. So I do wonder. Like someone has to have a, it can't just be that every defensive line is mauling every every yeah. offensive line. Like the Cowboys someone and the has to have Eagles. a good offensive line. The Cowboys need it. Right, and the other, Eagles, than, really. other than Dallas and Philly, and Dallas is, is tenuous at this point also because they've lost so many guys in the offseason. Yeah. Like by the way, I'm I, I I think we in general talking about the NFC East for a second, like we always widely overrate the Super Bowl winner, and like we should spend more time thinking about those last few weeks in December where the Eagles looked incompetent and less time. Thing about like where they move the ball at will against the Vikings and the and the Patriots, yeah. but at, like I do think we like it's insane to just pick a, a team to repeat. You know, I, it's one thing to pick the Patriots, but again, they've never they haven't done it since since uh you know yeah for now for it's fifteen right. years. But that being said. Like that team, it, like that team is really good. Like they, they do, they do have like the last good O line, and they everyone could get hurt. And they have like they have pass rushers coming out of their ears. I, we we did a uh, an Eagles podcast the other day. I mean, they, they have guys who are backups who would be the best, the best pass rusher on certain teams. Right. It's
1: crazy. Yeah, actually, I actually think the Eagles are, are, are uh, yeah, part of it also is they, they still have the young QB who they're not paying a lot of money to, so they're able to allocate yeah. their resources around, around the roster. But this, this Eagles mm-hmm. team actually reminds me a lot of the 07 Giants. There's so many similarities. Um, yeah. Where those, and if you remember the 07 Giants going into 08, were the best team in the league. And then, you know, Plaxico shot himself in the leg, and the rest is history. But the, the Giants in 08 were way better than the Giants were in 07. And, you know,
0: mm-hmm. well, the two Super Bowl Giants teams were I mean, the second one it was abominable, the second one was the eighth best team in the conference. Yeah. Well, um, and then – and the first one was, was fine. I mean, listen, they, they played the Patriots, you know. Yeah, they, they gave look, the Patriots their two best games of the year.
1: Without rehashing that because obviously I have uh, some differences of opinion. But um, the Eagles, if you look at the way that team was built, you know, good – off- Why, you think
0: – why you wait, uh, you think the go- second-blind Super Bowl line, team
1: was competent? Do I think that they were competent? I can tell you when they – when right when they made the, the playoff started and they drew Atlanta with their first game, I'm like – I would mm-hmm. put money down right now on them winning the 24 Super
0: Bowl. To 2 game. Yeah, I mean, but you had seen it before. Listen. They-
1: no, I, I think they were clicking at the right time. I think they had good matchups coming into that offseason. And the 0 team, I didn't think had a chance. The 0-17, going into that, I was like, okay, this is not going to be pretty, despite some of my friends who actually um, bet Giants' money line and rolled the money over every single game, even into the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Came out way ahead. Yeah. Um, but that the, that team I did not have any confidence in. But the two thousand eleven team, I... I
0: went. I went to a Giants fan Super Bowl party. Not even considering like, oh, they're gonna have like a pile on if they win, and it's gonna be awful to be here because I didn't think it was even like an option. And then it happened, and I was like, oh my, I, like, well, I can't believe I did this. I can't yeah. believe I came. Like,
1: well, I'm, you were I damned I don't if you do. Here. I mean, this is like it, a damned if you do, party. damned if you don't. I mean, would you be happy if the Patriots won? I mean, either way, it's a, at least you didn't have to watch Patriots fans celebrate. I guess, no. but you probably should have just watched that from a bunker or something like that.
0: Um. Yeah. By the way, speaking of the 2011 season, so the Giants were famously outscored by six points that year when they won the Super Bowl, which is crazy. Yeah. But people forget the Tebow Broncos that made the playoffs when that whole division was eight and eight, except I think the Chiefs were seven and nine. The were outscored by uh, ninety four points. The Tebow Broncos, yeah. and Yikes. they won a playoff game. I mean, yeah. that's impossible. I I, I knew we need Chester chest I mean, that unless God's look. on your
1: side, obviously. So.
0: Yeah, but I don't. He wasn't on their side when they lost forty-five to thirteen. Nah, you know,
1: open miracles, hidden miracles. You know, you can't be, you can't be too obvious. But if you can see that with, the, you know, that game against the Steelers, I, I don't know what to tell you.
0: Demarius Thomas kind of still tracing that play, if you think about it. Like he hasn't really, he hasn't been that good since. Um, anyway, yes. Uh, let's talk about the defense. I have to issue an apology. I, I don't know if I said this to you, if I said this uh, maybe to one of the other Giants fans, Josh Berlin, or somebody else who came on and talked Giants. And I said, like, the Harrison signing was really stupid because he's like an older, out-of-shape um, uh, guy who was really mostly a product of the Jets' at the time incredible Sons of our Anarchy defensive line with Wilkerson and when Sheldon Richardson and uh, and Leonard Williams uh, after him the because the, when he would come out of the game like whoever his backup was was like the number two guy in the league right. in pro football focus run defense and he was number one and I thought he was completely a product of his environment and it would be a disastrous signing and there was definitely data to back that up but then he's come to the Giants and somehow been better and basically brought your run defense to like kind of the best thing you guys do, and he's getting older, and he's still like he. I think Pro Football Focus had him is like the thirty-something best player, best player in the league last year, which is crazy for a guy who probably doesn't play that many snaps compared to like the most elite defensive linemen. Um, yeah, so yeah, mea culpa. I was yeah. definitely wrong on Snacks Harrison.
1: Yeah, he's really interesting, and he's really been like the heart of the defense in a lot of ways. Like he, uh, you know, between him and Collins, like they've really been the heart of the defense and. And uh, he really brings a toughness, and he brings a work ethic, even after getting paid. That like, you know, that's a big part of things too. You never know how a guy's going to be after they get that contract, and like, he mm-hmm. has never taken. His and foot he's still only
0: twenty nine. He just looks like he's forty. Yeah. <laughs> like, and feels like he's been around a while. He's not thirty yet. And the truth is, when no one's aging well in the NFL other than quarterbacks, like defensive linemen, sort of are. Like certain positions are, are aging so incredibly poorly. But the big fat D linemen.
1: You know, have think about the Washingtons. Like these guys,
0: kind of age decently compared to other
1: positions. Yeah, especially given their body types, it is. Uh, it does seem like they're... I guess strength
0: doesn't right. go the way speed does. I, I'm just making that up, but that seems accurate.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. But but like you said, their their run defense is probably the best thing about this team, other than i guess the athleticism on offense which
0: maybe the running offense might end up being the the best thing about this team yeah
1: i mean between i mean between beckham and and uh and barkley and and i mean they have so many guys to throw the ball to when they can actually get the ball thrown that that might be uh you know interesting Mm -hmm. but no but i think their run defense is actually going to be incredible i think their front seven is really really strong against the run um you know their first round the second round pick last year dalvin tomlinson had a really nice year and he's going to be so he's going into year two now. The, they drafted a guy in the third round, this guy B.J. Hill, who I believe they took with a pick that they traded JPP for. Um, and he's gotten rave reviews in camp also. So that front three is uh, is looking really, really strong, um, at least against the run, of course. Um, and then uh, between Vernon on the outside, who unfortunately hurt his ankle in practice yesterday, and no one really knows what the deal with him is going to be. But Yeah, he might miss. Um,
0: uh, he, it looks like he might miss opening day at this point. Yeah, you don't
1: really. I mean, even just him being banged up a little is not ideal. That's happened in the last couple of years. These small injuries have really derailed him. But, you know, mm-hmm. a healthy Olivier Vernon, I, I mean, around the league, it probably doesn't look so great because he hasn't been putting up those gaudy numbers and especially hasn't been living up to the contract, most would say. But watching him on a week-to-week basis is extremely enjoyable. He's, he's a really, really good player. And um, if he was actually healthy this year, I could have for sure seen, you know, 15 sacks as a possibility in this James Betcher defense.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 okay, let's talk about the secondary. So Collins is a star. Janoris Jenkins is a really good player. I think the the Eric Flowers of the situation on the defense is Eli Apple, right? Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, a very, very comparable situation. A guy who was overdrafted, who part of the reason they took him is because he was physically gifted and extremely young for the draft class, and they figured he'd grow into whatever he'd become and uh, also has just really not happened and has not looked good so far um you know again he's still i mean i feel like his
0: mom has gotten more like attention than he has
1: well early on we thought that was going to be like a big issue because she was like this quasi celebrity within his career and within the draft process and all that stuff but she haven't really heard much about her since he's been bad which is kind of a good sign if you think about it. You know, you don't want – at least she's not like overshadowing him and, and you could kind of look at it like, oh, well, that's a distraction and that's why he's having these issues. No, his issues are all mm-hmm. his own. He's really just – has just not been that good. Um, you know, he's got his Can healthy. I break
0: in with a thirty? the 32 fans? There's a 32-team NFL draft going on with some of the listeners and Chester and myself. Can I break in it, with the latest pick because it okay. put a smile on my face? Go for it. Uh, the latest pick was Matt <laughs> Wow! Everyone needs a their back. You need the you need to back up your QB in a thirty-two team league because you, do you also you need know, to back up you, your backup. You you probably need the third string. I, what, like, is he on we the have, is I, he on
1: the Raiders now? Where where is he?
0: I can say this because I I uh, hopefully Chester won't put this out in the next couple days. No, he's the backup to Ryan Matt Ryan. Oh, okay. Um, and we have Matt Marcus Mariota, and uh the ba- you know who the backup to Mariota is? Um, it's Blaine yeah. Gabbert. Oh really? And they, I had, they just didn't know that. They just yeah. They just picked a uh, sixth or seventh rounder who's giving Gabbard a little bit. I think Gabbard will get the gig. But, I, but it's like, oh my God, we have to draft this like third stringer. Also, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Right. I'm not sure if we're supposed to do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have to draft Blaine Gabbard at some point during the drafts. I don't know if anyone's gonna like vulture a gabbert from us if we need to but Mariota never plays 16 games so we actually kind of need him i don't know what we
1: should do yeah gabbert's also one of those guys who has looked worse in practice and somehow he gets to a game and is actually pretty decent he's not as bad as as people think he's really not no also a type of guy who was drafted too high and then that sort of set set him behind right if he was like a
0: fourth round pick and and just like sat for a bunch of years he'd probably still be in the league exactly something like Uh, that yeah. So anything, else so you think Apple ends up being like a league average player ever or no?
1: Um, I think he has a chance. He's still very young. You know, they accepted him back after all the craziness last year in the locker room. And, uh, the fact that he came back and is supposedly playing hard, um, definitely bodes well for him. Uh, he's again, he's still young. Hopefully something will come with that. I'm being very optimistic here. I I'm, I'm not really sure, but even beyond Apple nowadays, you need three, four cornerbacks just to survive. And they, they don't have others. Um, you know, Dante Dion and uh, Sky Johnson, who's messed up a couple of preseason games. I forgot his first name. Um, They have a few interesting guys out there who, who, like, in practice seem interesting. But um, I think the secondary, like you said, uh, Sogstad, the superstar in Collins. And um, I think Jenkins also is is a star. I think that, you know, uh, last year, he was a little bit unmotivated because of all the issues in the locker room. But I think when he's motivated, he's a top 10 cover corner in the league for sure. Um, But, you know, again, like the offensive line, if you have... Two guys were good, and two guys were dreadful. You know, you're still going to be in bad shape. That that doesn't help you at all. Um, and I think that that's basically the position they're in, where they they were hoping that uh, you know the safety situation would have worked out a little bit better. They have uh, the kid Thomas from Boise State, who they drafted a couple, Thompson from Boise State, who they drafted a couple years ago, who hasn't shown anything, can't stay healthy. You know, maybe Andrew Adams from, from UConn will step up. Um, you know, they're they're trying to. Uh, I think they're trying to get William Gay to play safety right now a little bit. Like they, uh, you know, they're really. Uh, you know, at the bottom of the barrel here, trying to fill out the rest of their secondary past those top two guys. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, so I'm, that's definitely a concern. And then the other thing, which has just killed the giants for years now has been covering tight ends. And when they traded for Ogletree, for people thought that that was going to be, you know, hopefully that'll be the, the guy who is finally able to, to break this issue that they had Jason Witten retired. But even with Witten retired, you know, they still have Ertz and other guys in the division, Jordan Reed. You know, we need someone who can guard these tight ends. And it just hasn't happened until this point. And I know, mean, I guess the good news is but,
0: uh, you did mention Ertz being in the division and Reed. But I think Reed were, uh, Reed is done. Yeah, he, could not, he couldn't stay healthy last year, but I, I, there just aren't a lot of. Maybe you're in a decent tight end division, but there aren't a lot. But you also have one of them. It would probably be worse to be a Cowboys no. There are a, a lot of fan, good tight If you're a Giants
1: group. fan, you know when you play the Giants, you are a good tight end. That's how bad the coverage is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who it is. You know, like. O.J. Howard in like the third game of the season last year had 100 yards against them because like they just cannot cover the position. And Alec Ogletree has looked terrible in the preseason so far, um, being embarrassed by both by the Lions and uh, and the Browns. Um, not sure what happened in the Jets game if there were any issues there. I didn't have a chance to watch that. I don't know if you did.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, no. OK, I so the preseason game. No, yeah, yeah,
1: it. yeah. So uh, I don't want to take too much from the preseason, but like it, that has not been good to this point. And if if they can't guard tight ends, that's, you know, once again, just opens things up for uh, for trouble like they've had for years now. So um, I while I so to sum up, I guess I'm, I'm very encouraged by what the run defense is going to be this year. Um, the mm-hmm. past defense, they're really going to have to scheme. I mean, James Betcher has supposedly uh, been a very good defensive coordinator with the Cardinals and people are were excited about him coming over um he's really gonna have to scheme around uh, half a secondary which is terrible and linebackers who can't cover tight ends again so hopefully he'll be able to do that and if he can this defense has a chance to be very good um but mm-hmm. time will tell all
0: right let's talk about let's play the roster game quickly um pick a number but you know how this works pick a number between zero and 100 and i'm gonna i'm gonna pick a guy on the new york giants roster And you're going to have to tell me everything you know about this person. (laughs) I'll go go 75. 75. All right. Who's Ray Ray Armstrong?
1: Oh, Ray Ray Armstrong. He's a linebacker. He was on San Francisco or Washington last year, maybe. He actually has a chance. San Fran, yeah. He actually has a chance to play if Ogletree is a guy who can't guard. If Ogletree can't uh, guard tight ends. They're they're hoping that he's a guy who has the athleticism to be able to do that. Um, So Mm. he actually has a chance to play a bit this year um, if, if things aren't looking good for other guys. So, uh, yeah, I actually know who that is. All right.
0: I also like the Chris Lewis Harris because he has three first names.
1: Nice. Yeah, there's a few guys with some interesting names on the roster. Uh, with uh, Etatue, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but one of the wide receivers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Amba Etatue, and, uh, yes, yeah, some mm-hmm. other guys here with uh, interesting names.
0: Okay. Uh, Sam from New Zealand is a listener who wants to follow a – football team this year he's never had a favorite team before and every guest that comes on pitches their team as to be the one he should root for you could say like maybe this is not for you so you have (laughs) the I think tough task of trying to convince this listener Sam from New Zealand that he should start becoming a New York football Giants fan in the year 2018
1: oh well that's actually really easy the Giants have have a ton to sell Um, I mean if you don't care about like wins and losses necessarily there's no more exciting Mm -hmm. team than the Giants that's for sure I mean Odell Beckham is the most exciting player in the NFL, bar none. Mm-hmm. So you and have Saquon
0: that. might end up being
1: high up there. Who knows? Very quickly. Exactly. So there's a lot of you know there's a lot of jerseys. If, if you're going to see a jersey around New Zealand, there's a good chance it could be Odell Beckham. So that's not a bad one to have in that regard. So um, yeah, I, I think that that makes it a pretty easy sell. You get basically the coolest player in the in the NFL, as far as. Uh, the youths these days probably see things. Yeah, and
0: Saquon seems really, really likable. Also, yeah. I think he—if he ends up having a big first year—I do think he's going to get a lot of uh, PR and become one of the faces of the league.
1: Yeah, well, Odell because Beckham he, should he, be should be pretty likable too. But the New York media is doing everything they can to make sure that's not. They've the case. had a
0: tough time, and he's an interesting guy. He's weird in that he's like a a real millennial. Like he, in a weird way, is very relatable. I think he is. He is, well, you know, in talking about the the Dancing with the Money video before, like I think he is a pretty normal person who just happens to be like a football star. Um, but for yeah, for whatever reason, he's painted as like a complicated person, whereas Saquon is just like a very, uh, down to earth, like have a beer with type of guy. Uh, whereas Odell's a little bit more partyish. Um, and 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 the media has jumped on him, and for some reason, I think they're gonna, um. Yeah, they're, they're going gonna to ramp, ramp that up like, now that he's they're gonna, they're, like, Saquon's going to be the good guy and Odell's going to be the
1: bad guy. That's oh. how I think it's... it's That'll be interesting to out. see. If,
0: uh, if Saquon's uh, good, if he's bad, then like the hell, like the fires of hell will right. fall on, on Saquon. Yeah, Vaughan I don't really see And, and I, on Dave Gettleman. I mean,
1: being bad is almost not even on the table for Barclay at this point. It's, it's just, very hard. That is, But that,
0: see, now you're making an argument. For, well, like there are very few players you could say that about in the last like 10 drafts. Like It would be stunning if he was bad. It would really right. be shocking... Right. I mean, uh, you of know, course it wouldn't would be shocking if Sam Darnold was bad. Right, it wouldn't Trent, be shocking at all if Baker Mayfield was bad.
1: I mean, Trent Richardson. I don't think they're going to y- be. You have guys who people thought were going to be the next thing just like that. And we, have, we sure. have ample evidence that that doesn't really mean much. But yeah, it would, yeah. Uh, it would be pretty surprising if he, um, you know, if he wasn't. At I least mean, who's average. the
0: best running back prospect this century? I think Adrian Peterson.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I mean, mean, Adrian
0: Peterson was in like eighth grade. That like everyone on Earth knew he would be in the NFL. He was essentially untackable, tackleable in in college. I mean, you look, go back. My favorite football game of all time is the Oklahoma Boise Boise State State, game. Yeah, and I and I happen to just be watching that as like a degenerate watching like the you know one of the minor BCS games and like a pre championship era. Uh, and I remember thinking like oh, this is like a waste of my time, and they're up 34-14. But even when Boise State comes back, like they score a touchdown, and then Peterson the next play is like, oh, I'm going to score a touchdown, and just runs first play touch like goes 20, the twenty five yards in 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 the overtime right. and scores. Yeah, like, it's actually he, uh, Peter. He will forget now because he's kind of a joke. Peterson just said today. Uh, he said, what's your goal? He's like, I don't know, just continue to be the best player in the NFL. And he said with a straight <laughs> face, "Like, he honestly believes he's still the best player in the NFL. He must have been very confused why he was out of the league the last few months. No doubt. Um, like, he, we will forget now, and maybe we'll remember when he's in the Hall of Fame, like, how incredibly good Peterson was. Like, He was definitely, in this running back era that's not been super impressive, Like, he was definitely the best guy. I, I, I think Richardson, obviously, it was a shock that he was this bad but I don't think he was as sure of a thing as Saquon Barkley. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, probably not. And I mean, also just comparing Barkley in college to Richardson in college, you know, the athleticism of players has changed a bit even over the last just 10 or And also like, who was blocking for,
0: for Trent Richardson? Five guys who are probably like all starting the NFL now. Also,
1: Right, right. Also true. But, you know, he had that physique that was just like, you know, how could this guy, like you said, no, who, who could have tackled him? Like it made no sense. Like he's, you know, mm-hmm. other than, his own guy when he runs into the back of him, I guess, but
0: yeah. Um, all right. So last thing we do, uh, I don't know if you pitched, it's a good pitch, but I I think a team that's recently won two (laughs) Super Bowls is a very tough pitch for a new fan. Yeah. Yeah. No, the
1: giants are very giants are very unlikable. Can you really with a straight face tell someone
0: as a Met fan, you're really going to tell someone as with a straight face, they should root for the giants over the jets in
1: 2018. Oh, over the Jets? What? Oh, you're saying going forward from 2018 going forward? Yeah, going forward, going Jets. forward. Like to be I, I part of here, like, potentially I, something I special. But the Jets will guys, mess it up, but like you guys finally get a quarterback, and you think that like mm-hmm. that means something, like you guys you know are suddenly uh poised for the future or something like that. I I don't know, but um you know all you have to do is look at a little bit of history to to see that uh, this is not probably not going to end well for the Jets. No disrespect, just you know. No, listen, and I've you said this the, ten times now in the podcast, <laughs> but Darnold could end up being
0: great. You know, you know who's great? Matt Stafford's great, and like th- yep. that team never wins any games. So, right. it, you know, you also yeah. Have to no, I'm, I'm
1: kidding, kidding about that. I'm, I'm sure the Jets at least definitely have something to be excited about. Um, possibly more than the Giants. I'm not really sure. You know, having a guy. I mean, getting Saquon is exciting. You know, Beckham is is exciting, um, but and eventually they'll get their quarterback. I I, I don't know when or how maybe it's someone on the roster maybe it's Letta, maybe it's davis webb probably not davis webb but you know when they do at least they have the people they have the pieces around him for it to work so uh that there's something they've said about that but no i i think that the giants sort of have a bit of unlikableness mostly because of the luck that was involved in their two super bowls um Mm -hmm. for sure the perceived luck i i think that that gives them a really bad rep amongst like the um the newer age football fans. And maybe that that's why we feel a lot of people like us feel the way that we do, you know, whether it's Chester or you and, you know, uh, the the football outsider, the people who pay attention to like the new stats, the football outsiders, pro football focus, like the Giants look really bad for those two Super Bowls because, you know, no one wants to give them credit for those and they got lucky. And, and uh, there's like this disappointment amongst the stats community because it makes it really, cause it makes them look bad that um, they can't. I think, I think sad people.
0: And I would put even, I would put myself in this, like you want the best team to win like historically it's like oh yeah like it doesn't make sense that 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 the 07 Giants won and it certainly doesn't make sense that the 11 Giants won have you looked at like what's I the thing about the the 11 Giants I was just like going through some of those old games a couple weeks ago like the Packers are incredible that season their defense wasn't incredible but their offense was was just like ludicrously good but you guys smoked them. It, that wasn't, you know, yeah. people mix up, like, the, the Favre game in 07 with just annihilating the Rodgers team. I think it was 37-20. Yeah, you and know then, who you was know, awesome you'd in you'd that You had won game. by 22 yep. the round before. Who was awesome?
1: Yeah, the really sad thing, the guy who was awesome in that Packers game was Hakeem Nix. And him not working yeah. out was so disappointing. Um, I mean, he
0: worked out. He just, he, his just career was a little short. Yeah, I but mean, he got Knicks that. Knicks was a really great player.
1: Yeah, after that Super Bowl, someone was sending around, like, a list of jerseys with a Super Bowl patch on it for people to buy. Um, and I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I definitely want to get in on that. And I looked over the list, and I'm like, you know, Manning, Cruz. I wasn't going to do Manning. It's too obvious. But, like, Cruz, JPP, Yeah, Cruz Knicks. and Knicks. I'm like, yeah. who's going to be the guy who's most likely to be on the team and still a superstar in five years from now? And in my mind, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, there's no question that it's." Hakim so you bought Knicks. a Knicks jersey. Oh, I, I have, I have the white Hakeem Knicks jersey with the Super Bowl patch, that uh, is uh, somewhere. Yeah, in I my mean, closet. he didn't
0: go anywhere and succeed, so I think like it's okay to wear to a Giants game. Still, you know, he has, he, he has, he has the Super Bowl win. Yeah, I'm not sure I would wear uh-huh. a jersey
1: to a game. I think that's, um, you know, I don't know. A little weird. But. And by the
0: way, the interesting thing—I don't know why we keep talking about the 2011 season. The, the the two best teams that year were probably the two teams that lost in the conference championship games because the Patriots had nothing left. They were, you know, they're just throwing to like Ocho Cinco and Gronk's corpse and and Aaron Hernandez's pre corpse. Yeah, I know. In the in the. But like they just didn't have – they didn't have their team and Welker wasn't even 100%. Right. And little known but you look thing at the teams that who Super lost, Bowl. the Harbaugh teams, right, the Niners and the Ravens who both lose close conference championship games right. and then the next year are the Super Bowl. Those are probably ultimately the two best teams. Yeah, that that's year.
1: that's definitely uh, – it's definitely possible that was the case. Um, a little known thing about the Super Bowl, a little notice thing I should say, is um, in the second quarter I think it was the Giants were up 10-3 and they were driving yeah. – and was it
0: a 10-2 or where's the, oh no, they or scored it, two. Oh No, it was, not, no, it was nine, three, right? Not Yeah, nine, three. Nine, three um, yeah. Yeah, Cause they got yeah, the, yeah.
1: they had the two um, Safety. and uh, they were just, they were moving the ball down at will. I think it was their, either their second or third drive. And Brandon Jacobs comes down the middle and busts through for like a, like a huge run, like 15 or 20 yards. And Vince Wilfork pretends to get held on the play. And they call the hold again. It goes all the way back, and they end up uh, losing. I on the this drive. Is a,
0: this is the segment that's called Giants fan complaining somehow. No, no, about no. The this Giants, is, so, so if you watch
1: the if you watch the NFL, uh, what they call the thing afterwards with the people talking. Um, yeah. Vince Wilfork. The thing with the people talking. You know, where you hear everyone talking on the field. Does
0: he admit that he he admits that he yeah, faked it? Yeah.
1: He admits that he faked it, and like that's that was tough. a huge. Wow, the
0: Patriots got a call. That's never happened. Yeah, it was a before.
1: huge turning point in the game where, like, it would have been seventeen to it would have been sixteen to three easy, and like. Um, and then the uh-huh. Patriots came down and scored, and it actually made it a closer people game. You also were like Bradshaw
0: was so good back then. Also, Bra- Ahmad Bradshaw was really awesome. like never, awesome. never really had that one year where like people realized he was special, but he was such a good player. Yeah. So I actually but Jacobs was overrated, so, and Bradshaw was overrated. Uh,
1: so I have a story about about uh, Ahmad Bradshaw. Um, my mm-hmm. cousin got married in uh, in the hotel the Giants were staying in on the night of a Giants Eagles game in Philly. Um, mm-hmm. So I found out that the Eagles we were there for like family pictures, and we found out that the Eagles were the Giants were staying on floors like nine and ten or something. So I go down okay. to, to the ninth floor, and I just like come out of the elevator, and I'm just sort of like standing there like an idiot. I'm like, what am there I no going to say if I see someone? This is like, no, there was no one there. I'm like, this is pathetic. Mm-hmm. It was like the 8 o'clock game, and it was like 1 in the afternoon or something. Um, and I'm like, it's pathetic. I don't know what I'm going to do if I even saw someone. And uh, way down the hallway, I see this. I shouldn't say way down. Maybe it was like 20 or 30 feet from me. I see this guy standing right outside the door. And this guy is like huge. He is like built and from afar, I couldn't tell how tall he really was, especially with nobody standing next to him. But he was like so ripped. And I look up and I'm like, Are you Justin Tuck? And he like shakes his head. And I'm like, Oh, I'm such Justin Tuck is 6'5, you know, 260 pounds. Um, yeah. And I look, I'm like, Wait a sec, you're Ahmad Bradshaw. And he like shakes his head. Ahmad Bradshaw was, was 5'9. Um, yeah. But but he was so, so he was built taller than him, that like you, I, yeah, I couldn't okay. even imagine. I couldn't even imagine that right. he was as. as uh, not that he was so. That's who that was. And I went over and I shook his hand, and he gave me the toughest handshake I've ever felt in my life. Um, and he was standing outside a door with the door open. And Brandon Jacobs was lying on the bed in the room. They were like playing video games. And Brandon Jacobs mm-hmm. was significantly larger than the bed. It's than like the king size bed in the room. He he was yeah well bigger than the bed. Um, but that is my yeah Bradshaw. You look kind of
0: yeah Bradshaw was listed at 5'10", 216, which is uh, like interesting. Yeah, oh no, I was like, for,
1: like, I was for sure taller yeah. than him, and I'm only five nine. So. Um, yeah, but yeah, that um, he was a really really good player. Great great blocker, um, good pass catcher. He was a really really good player. All right, so let's end this. The
0: Giants' win total is seven. Um, do you do you have them going over under
1: or is it's an even number? So sometimes those are hard to bet. Also, yeah. So uh, the Giants' schedule in the first half of the season is brutal, and uh, because of that, so the question is going to be. Um, Let's let me let me read that yeah. quickly so hosting
0: Jacksonville which is a really tough week one because you lose that home opener you're in Texas for two straight games in Dallas and Houston uh, hosting New Orleans in Carolina hosting Philly at wash at
1: Atlanta So the first seven games are are vicious yeah yeah so you know if they can pull out maybe, one or two of those games that probably be what you'd expect. Like they'll probably be favored in. You know, depending on how they look in the first game or two with the offensive line and stuff and how Eli looks. They may only be favored in like one of those games or two of those games. Um and, and you know, if they end up going starting off two and five, you know yeah, I, Well,
0: are you do you know the week one line? Um I don't know. Because yeah, I don't know which of these games you'd actually be favored in. Right, right now exactly. I don't think any. You know, right. So You'd probably be I'm going to say, yeah. In Houston, you're not. In Dallas, you're. Uh, yeah, there's no way. Uh, the Jack- Jacksonville might not be a massive favorite in New York, but right, and isn't Ramsey? Yeah, you're probably the underdog one, in your first seven games. And, and then by the way, you're definitely the favorite against at home to the Redskins. You're definitely a favorite at home to Tampa. You're definitely a favorite right. at home to Chicago and Tennessee and then Dallas. So right. those are your probably five easiest
1: games. Right. So the uh, question is old. though, once if they start out the season one and six yeah. or two and five, like how do they you know pick up from there? So uh, can they bounce back? Can they end up going, you know, seven and nine, eight and eight? Maybe, Um, you know, depends on health. It depends on a lot of stuff. But looking at it at this point, it's it's hard to imagine that they're going to emerge from the first half of the season with more than two wins. So seven is probably a stretch at the same time. Look, if, if the offensive line can coalesce in any way and they can give Eli time, the offense could be incredible. So. It's uh, they're a little bit of a crapshoot here. If I had to pick one side or the other, I'd probably pick the under on seven. Um,
0: yeah. By the way, there are twenty fourth ranked team. I don't know why I said I w- you said I was high on them. Maybe I don't oh, remember you, what I said. Oh, but I had them twenty seventh. Chester had them twenty one. Overall, yeah. were twenty four. Oh, it's Listen, funny. I don't think this is a terrible team because I don't think it's a fun team to have to play because of the offensive weapons. Right. So I don't. I, they're not. They're not really in that bottom tier but I don't know what the ceiling for a team with Eli Manning in 2018 is. And Eli Manning behind the battle line. Right, I'm not exactly. Sure. That's
1: that's really what I'm this all sure. comes down to is that, right, Eli behind the battle line, he's he's going to have two seconds to now, throw. Now, what if
0: Will Hernandez ends up being like a pro bowler in his rookie season? Like, the line all of a sudden, like, we're like, well, we have Hernandez and, well, we have Solder. And, well, like, Eric Flowers isn't the worst right tackle in the league. Like, uh, who knows? Could, really? You know. Why? You sure about that? I mean, they have to have seen something to get rid of, you know, it, it, they
1: had they – had, you Dude, know, they so Hughes gone. What did they had John Hart there? Richburg's last year? gone, the, the and guy... and now
0: you trade the guy. Like they they have to see something on the interior offensive line to be willing to get rid of the like semi
1: competent guys that they did. I I'm not sure why uh, we're making that assumption. Dave Gettleman maybe uh, he punched it into his fake keyboard and and it popped out. That... Yeah, you
0: know, but listen, if Gettleman just literally is like senile, and doesn't know what he's doing, like this team is barely worth discussing because they're just going to oh, suck until no, yeah. they no, get I, rid of him in a couple. I of don't
1: years. think I don't think that's the case. I don't think he's senile or anything like that. I just think that he's a little bit old school. And, um, you know, that just wasn't a, it really wasn't a good look, but they, but, you know, it just goes to show that, and this is the problem with Reese also is that these guys are great talent evaluators, but they just don't understand mm-hmm. how to work the salary cap, how, and how important yeah. that is in the modern, in the modern NFL. And it's huge. And you can't be throwing, modern, I mean,
0: the Giants are a stars and scrubs team right now.
1: Right. Exactly. It's, it, it makes no, you can't, you can't build the, build in the NFL that way. It just, it's just not possible. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah, exactly. Time will tell, and if you know, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know how they, uh, yeah, how how they decided that Gettleman was the guy, and and how you can go into a room. I, I re- honestly think that and John- the only thing
0: like everyone knew about Gettleman. I mean, he he's pretty good in the draft in Carolina, right? They oh, yeah, found a lot great. of interesting yeah. talent. Especially especially He's, he's, he's a good drafter but but in terms of free agency like his big thing was were, were the D'Angelo Williams uh, Jonathan Stewart signings which exactly. were laughed at at the time and now look prehistoric so it's you know it, that like the it makes you wonder if, like, someone else should sort of be least, Exactly. If, yeah, he, this if he's is, the number two, right. if they, he's, like, the talent evaluator draft guy and, not the, and not the This is the scary thing about the Giants. The...
1: It, it tells you that it comes from the top. This is John Mara. He's the one who had, who, who had Reese. He's the one who brought in Gettleman now. Like, these are guys who seem to definitely know the game. You can wow, that, you can wow people with your scouting ability, and they both have made mm-hmm. some, some really nice, you know, scouting picks. Um, they've found guys that were, you know, diamonds in the rough, no doubt but ultimately if you don't know how to spend money with the salary cap you can find all the diamonds in the rough you want but if you're spending 25 million dollars a year on on just the position of running back in, in 2018 or for this year they're probably spending 10 10 million 12 million I I don't know what it is whatever it is it's way too much and if if you know if that's what you're going to do then you're throwing away all the savings that you have with all the good picks you make and you know your team ends up not so great so uh, so we'll see
0: um yeah, I think I think we're good here. I, I feel like we've all learned a lot about the Giants. Um, I'm glad you come on. Oh, I didn't realize this has gone so long. This is probably one of the longer ones. People, people have been asking said 32 fans should be 32 minutes, which I agree. And I've kept the last few short, but this is going to be closer to an hour. All right, Yoni. Uh, what do you have anything to plug? Where can people find you?
1: Oh gosh, don't look for me anywhere. I have nothing to.
0: Don't look for him. He's not there. Yeah, I don't want anyone going back on my.
1: I don't want anyone going back my Twitter feed and finding things I said about who knows what. I'll. I'd rather just. uh, You should delete your tweets. Um. Yeah. You should delete your tweets. Like I.
0: I I went through all my forty four hundred tweets. Like none of them were offensive because again, born woke and plus. Of course. Uh, like they were all funny and they should have had more retweets and likes. But I I don't um, I don't Wait, I have uh, no I, Everyone so have should no... go through them, especially if you're ever going to be like in the work. If you're not, unless you're like self-employed, you yeah, should probably I, go so, back. So
1: I actually after the more recent thing broke, I actually did go back and delete one tweet, which I thought, which really wasn't controversial. Um, it was the only mm-hmm. time I ever, I think I've ever tried to make a joke on Twitter, and um, um, it was about LaGuardia yeah, Airport. So I was like, you mm-hmm. know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna delete that tweet and. Um, that was that. That's the so. So I sort of did that. But I know I unfortunately I don't have anything to plug at the moment. Um, certainly mm-hmm. not in the sports world. If anyone wants, uh, you know, I, I can plug my, my real life outside of that. Um, although I don't think anyone's still going to be listening. Do you the, do you still
0: uh, do that NL only MLB league that I used to be in? I do. Is that, yeah. That
1: yeah. We're looking for for serious players and ten, if people who are very. Serious oh no! I don't want you to plug your fantasy and league. I was especially still, people sort of that. <laughs> who like rules. If if the most important thing to you about fantasy is a lot of rules, you're going to love this mm. league. Um, but if you like baseball, less so. Um, yeah, I hate CBS
0: Sports Line. Le- I, I hate everything about CBS. Sportsline. Yeah,
1: the thing about Sports Line is they give you the most um, customizability. So like, uh, ESPN, you have to pay for like- it. Yeah, but like Yahoo, if you miss the deadline of a start of a week, like that's it. it. Doesn't matter how much you're paying for the league. Like, oh, there was a problem with the computer and we no ESPN. You could
0: fix it. Uh, Yahoo it, is its trick is yeah. trick. Tri- Yahoo has no customization. No, no, but
1: it's terrible. ESPN. ESPN is actually pretty good. I kind of like Yahoo. ESPN. We've
0: had drafts. This is uh, Yahoo. Um, you can only let's say like someone's late. Let's say you're doing an online draft, and one of your friends is like I'm stuck at work in traffic, uh, like coming home from work in traffic. I just need 20 minutes. In Yahoo, you can literally only pause like a couple times and then you can't pause anymore which seems like the most solvable problem in the world that they haven't fixed so we we had a draft basically collapse because someone wasn't there yet uh and then like they were just getting you know like uh let's say like Marquise like the people just like bidding up injured players to them it was a mess and so the draft dies and it was the last night before the season and i knew from the night before because i had a similar issue on a yahoo fantasy football draft that I pulled the Chester and had created a league, league, league on ESPN because I'd I'd asked them not not a parallel league but I'd created just a here's when the the, the auction is it's a, it's like a half hour after the let's say the auction was at eight thirty like here's a nine o'clock auction on ESPN and then when it crashed at like eight forty two I'm like all right if everyone can sign can like accept my ESPN invite in the next twelve minutes we can just do the auction on ESPN and it worked My, and they're like what do you mean like you created a backup I'm like yeah I created a backup all 12 people got in like probably 30 seconds under the wire and we've used that same like fake the league's still on Yahoo and we've used the same ESPN auction we use them for drafting for like 11 or 12 years now like this emergency league that's, so why don't like, you just move the league wrong. over at that point what, what's the point of they, the, people don't like ESPN they, they really don't like ESPN I like it but they're, they're the one thing Yahoo I love
1: ESPN people. has a great great app their app is really good way better than Yahoo so that I like about ESPN but other than mm-hmm. that, yeah, it's all – you know, we should be better at this. That's the truth. Multi-billion-dollar industry. Yeah, th- and
0: you know what I've noticed also? I, this might be very boring to people, and they you feel free to shut it off because this podcast is basically over. Don't um, we'll play the music not, neither, None of these sites are putting any more money into fantasy. They're not yeah. – certainly not on mobile, but like – I mean certainly not on web, but like the mobile, they're just making it like user-friendly on the app. But they're not adding – Thing so any like Chester's noticed a bunch of like little things that are easily fixable, and I'm sure there were problems ten years ago, and they're just never going to get fixed. So whatever they have now, whatever software they have, whatever options they have, yeah. will never be improved on, which is kind of depressing. So you think well, they just the 32 gave up, fans think, league? Are, right.
1: are they yeah, putting all their money into up. like sports gambling? Like sports gambling I is have the next no idea. Theory, I, it should
0: be more. I don't know why they're, but uh, the, the the 32 fans league isn't on ESPN or Yahoo because none of these. Even CBS Sports Line for money doesn't allow 32 teams in the league, so we had to do it on some
1: like fan tracks or something like that. Yeah,
0: some sort of website, which I don't. No. It might be a mess. I don't know because like they're not going to have like the UX of a uh, of right. an ESPN. Anyway, uh, this has been boring fantasy talk. Yeah. Uh, if you want more yeah. of this, you could you could talk to us offline. You could call but, me. You, you could,
1: uh, yeah. My Twitter is for. Oh yeah. If you want to talk your phone things, number? You could have that. Um, yeah. All right.
0: Uh, th- er, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. yeah thanks, thanks for having me. Listening. I don't know when this is going to be posted because we have a bunch of, of episodes in the, in the queue, but uh, uh, hopefully late enough that people don't steal link <laughs> Abbott from us in the in the 32-team draft. Anyway, everyone, see you tomorrow. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs>